We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Side steps a tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo. We got Tommy back on the show. Tommy Vance has been a long time. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm living my best life of late. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Not sure how Me long too, it's been a good mood. <laughs> buddy, buddy. <laughs> hey, I saw. I saw Buddy's got a kiddo on the way. Is this true? Who? Buddy. Brian. Oh. Brian. <laughs> I heard he's got a, a, a You got to say it like that. You got to say Buddy. Yes, he does. He's going to be a father soon. He's a busy, busy guy. He's a traveling. He's on the road a lot right now. Uh, traveling alcohol salesman and the kid on the way. Um yeah, he's doing he's doing good, man. Well, congrats if you're listening, Brian. But buddy, kind of move on a little bit here. Uh, is preview our preview show for the Niners later on this week? We'll have Steve and Johnny's buddy hands, and they're going to do their own preview, and of course, they'll do their prize pick segment. Uh, but today, it's all about the Niners and what, and based off of what we saw, where we think they're going, and I'm not just what we saw with the Rams, but what we saw from San Francisco because. They just went to Pittsburgh and absolutely annihilated a a pretty good football team. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are going to be. But before we actually get into the show, 
We want to go ahead and talk to you about Prize Picks. They are our sponsor right now. Among so many great things going on with them, they are the largest independently owned daily sports, daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of others, including pros and sharks, it's just you picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat protection scale, and then you just watch the winnings roll in. It's it's fun. Our guys did this last weekend. Johnny and, and, and Steve are getting in on it, and they're actually getting to test their skills on prize picks this season as the most exciting way to, to play fancy sports. So if you got the skills, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 to a few taps. You have choices this weekend. Seriously, how, hey, Tommy, how about this one? Would you take this over, under, more or less? Kirk Cousins for 262.5 on Thursday night. 262.5. Yards, more or less. More, I guess. More. Jalen Hurts for 251 and a half, more or less. What are they playing? The Vikings, Thursday night. Oh, it's the same game. Sorry, I'm not paying attention. Um, Jeez. God, it's so early in the season, man. This is too tough. I'm going Uh, less. That's why I don't. Yeah, I guess. That makes sense. I'm going less. I'm going less. They're trying to run the football right now. And they, they didn't look right, by the way, against the Patriots. One more. One more. Let's see. Who can we... Who can we uh... All right, here we go. Justin, Justin Herbert. 288 and a half passing yards, more or less. What do you call it? More. More. All right. I'm going more, too. And that's all you do. It's all you, it's all you have to do. Prizepix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. That's right, Taco Tuesday. On Tuesday, Prizepix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So, you want in on this? Here you go. Check it out. Prizepix.com forward slash Rams Talk. Use the code Rams Talk, all capitals, for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. One more time, go to Prizepix.com forward slash Rams Talk and use code Rams talk all capitals for a first deposit match up to $100. Is daily fantasy sports made easy? Check it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. 
It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, so Rams want to know, Niners want to know. Tommy, when you think about this game coming off what you just saw this last week, what are the first, say, three thoughts that come to mind? Well... Since I haven't got a chance to go on the show and talk about the game we just played, I'd like to take a brief moment to discuss that. You good with that? Absolutely. And and then I can lead into that. So I just want people to understand what we saw on Sunday. And what we saw is a Rams team that has a lot of new coaches. And those new coaches in my opinion, not just during the draft process, but during the whole process after that fact, convinced McVeigh that the most important thing to do with the roster we have in any roster you have is to play and coach to their strengths, right? Instead of trying to take your system and fit it to the players, I think they did the opposite. And that's how you should coach. There's, I don't think McVeigh's had guys on the staff throughout his tenure that have been willing to tell him anything. They're just like, yes, sir, whatever you say, sir. Um, he doesn't need that, and nobody does, to be honest with you, because great leaders need to have great staffs, in my opinion. So I want to give... Some shout-outs to Mike LaFleur, the the OC, Ryan Wendell, the offensive line coach, Aubrey Pleasant, the DB's coach, Chase Blackburn, the special teams coach, and Eric Yarber, the wide receivers coach. Um, Those guys all deserve a lot of credit for that game plan, in my opinion. And what a lot of people might have noticed or might not have noticed is we completely changed the way we run the ball. We went from a zone-blocking scheme which we ran a lot with, you know, guys like Todd Gurley, where it's like you're dancing and you fan out and he sticks his foot in the ground, finds his hole and goes. Um, That kind of scheme only works if you have certain guys to do it and a certain running back that can pull it off. They changed from that to a gap trap man blocking scheme, which I'm more of a fan of because running the ball is all about being tough. And if you got tough guys that can push the pile and just and not have to have them think so much and just let them be physical, then you're going to have more success. And that's exactly what happened on Sunday. We bullied the Seattle Seahawks in the run game. Um, and we played disciplined football. Not a lot of penalties. Um, we ended well, every drive. Seven, we. It's not a ton, not for a bunch of rookies and a bunch of nobodies. This roster is the replacements. Let's be honest. Nobody gave us a chance to win anything this year, including myself. Let's be honest. I looked at the roster and I was like, yikes, man, this is going to be a rough year, which still let's, you know, Hey, we're playing the Niners this week. You're going to find out what we're really made of. But 
They ended every drive with a kick. And when you end every drive with a kick, you play disciplined football, either a punt, a field goal, or an extra point. That is huge. Third and 30, what do we do? We throw a 10-yard pass, and we punt the ball. Live to fight another day. No forcing interceptions, no five wides, none of that crap. Okay? I was very impressed with the way the team was coached and the game plan. That's what helped these young guys be successful. And the fact that you had guys like Rob Havenstein tell Steve Avila before the game, because he could tell Steve was a little nervous. And Rob Havenstein told Steve, hey, you know what the difference between playing college football and playing in the NFL is? He's like, what? He's all, not a damn thing. And as soon as he told him that, Apparently, he calmed his nerves right away, and he went out there, and he played the best game out of any offensive lineman that was out there on Sunday and gave up zero pressure, zero sacks, zero, 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 everything as a rookie left guard. Superstar in the making, going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL over the next 10 years if he stays healthy. He's amazing. So just kudos to the way that this team went out there and, and proved everyone wrong. Um, it's pretty cool to watch. Now, moving on to the Niners, this is going to be tough. You agree? I do. And I, I, I am kind of tempering this optimism with the reality is, you know, like you said, seven days ago, I was looking at that, at that roster going three, four wins. They're obviously yep. not a three and they're not a three and four win team, but what are they? Yeah, I mean, you just, I had them at four and 13. They already got one of those four. I had them losing to Seattle week one, um, which leads me to believe. And then watching the Giants getting smoked 40 to zero, I think what happened is last offseason, everyone predicted the Seahawks and the Giants to be two of the worst teams in the NFL, and they both went to the playoffs. Um, But both teams, if you look at last year, um, they weren't blowing nobody up. They were they were getting W's, really close ones. Um, a lot of things went those two teams' ways, and I think what you're seeing right now is what we were supposed to see last year. They are who we thought they were. Um, they're just not that good. So moving on to week two, we are playing a Super Bowl contending 49er team. If any Ram fan wants to dispute that, well, then they're just how do I say this nicely? You're in your feelings. Got to stay out of your feelings, and let's be realistic, guys. We are 1-8 and eight versus that team in the last nine games. The one win was the NFC Championship. Most important win out of all those nine games because it helped us get to the Super Bowl, and we won. Um, but in the regular season, they have our number, eight straight wins. And um, this one is going to be tough because they've beat us with, superstar rosters like the one we had during the Super Bowl. They beat us both times in the regular season with that exact roster. And we snuck by them in the championship. Let's be honest. We were losing 17 to 7 in the in the third quarter and I was standing there surrounded by Niner fans just like here we go again, you know, and we somehow pulled off a miracle and came back and won the game. Um this roster is nowhere near as talented. Um 
the young guys are showing a lot of promise, but are they going to be ready for this? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's going to be, this is going to be the true test right off the bat in the season on who we really are right now. And yeah, on the post game show, I really kind of felt like in the end with this team, I, we know on paper, I mean, uh, let me rephrase it on paper right now. They don't compare with what the, the Niners have. They don't. You're at home. You have some good momentum coming off the last week. I think as long as they hang in there, I can count as a positive. I'm not saying you have to, in other words, I'm saying I'm not saying you have to win. And so that's a tall order. But when we're, we're looking at what where this team is going, where this franchise is going, and where the direction is, can you hang in with teams that are more talented than you? And you traditionally have been the more talented roster out there. In the last five years. Now it's flipped. Now you are reloading. Now you're looking towards 2024 and thinking, okay, we're going to have money next year to spend. We're going to have you able to fill some gaps. We're developing this year. I don't think that's changed. I don't. When we go back to our previous conversations, Tommy, we, when we talked about this, my words were they're tanking. Well, they're obviously not tanking, but the sem is still there. They're not. I don't, I don't think they're foolish enough to think, hey, this is a Super Bowl roster. But you're building back towards a Super Bowl roster, and that's by developing guys. And that's what I want to see. I want to see them grow. I want to see them hang. I want, I want to see them do to the Niners what the Niners did to us for all these years, where, that, where they gave the Rams all kinds of problems and eventually started beating. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and, and people need to be careful with the term tanking. You could say tanking, but you have to be specific, and that's what I've been trying to tell the guys on Twitter. Coaches don't tank. Players do not tank. But you can absolutely tank a roster. And that's what they did. They got rid of their star players. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey. They let Bobby Wagner walk because he wanted out. Um, They got rid of Allen Robinson, who wasn't fitting in with what we were trying to do. Um, They tanked the roster. They got rid of, you know, a lot of our star players and drafted 14 rookies and Sign and sign them all the contracts to the 53 man roster, along with some, you know, undrafted guys and some guys that um, have been on the team for a few years that were drafted earlier that are finally starting to get opportunities. Because since 2017, since Sean McVay's been our coach, almost every person on the draft class has gotten buried down the depth chart, other than guys like Cooper Cup or whatever, because they were trading for stars constantly. And those guys would never get a chance to develop because they never got a chance to play. I'll give you a perfect example. Josh Reynolds, the whole time he was a Ram, basically got buried down the depth chart unless some guys got hurt. Um, He was one of those developmental guys that I think we took in the fourth round that if you don't get PT, how can you, you know, it's on the job training, dude. And I watched him on the Thursday night opener um, with Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. And he's been in the NFL for quite a few years now, and I'm watching him play smart football and run proper routes, get to the sticks, get where he needs it, just a total professional. And when they needed first downs the most towards the end of that game, it was guys like Josh Reynolds who were making those catches. I'm not saying he's a superstar at all, but you're seeing him start to get it because he's getting more playing time now on a different team. 
Um, guys are going to be forced to play now because we got rid of a lot of the superstars. So guys are now getting the opportunities that they wouldn't have in the past with the F them picks um, behavior. Um, so guys are getting to play now. It's great. I, I was excited to see this young roster because I'm a draft nerd. So F them picks is not for me. I don't like it. It got us a Super Bowl by the skin of our teeth. And if we wouldn't have got that trophy for the next 30 years, the Rams would be the most cautionary tale in NFL history. Probably forever. Don't do what they did. That was stupid. But we got it. It worked, thankfully. And we were hopefully moving on from it because that is not a sustainable business model at all. Okay. And we're paying the price for it with the most dead cap in the league or second most behind the bucks um, who basically did the same thing and got a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Um, uh, both teams were able to pull that off. Thankfully, um, it's never really happened before. It was crazy, too, that both teams played home games in their Super Bowls. Kind of odd, right? <laughs> Two years in a row. Just that a was a first. Day, yeah. I, I believe that was a first too. A lot of firsts in the last couple of years, but hopefully F them picks is behind us and we could start building a team the old fashioned way and managing our salary cap better and being able to be a, um, a force in free agency for once, you know, um, to be able to grab a guy or two that can help us get over the top and work with the younger guys. And, you know, having Von Miller on the team for five minutes, was beneficial not really by his play i mean he did help but what he did for aaron donald and taught him how to be a leader and told him hey you need to be more vocal like you can't just lead by example and go out there and play well you need to fire up your teammates you need to be doing the pregame speech not me dude i'm the new guy here and what he did for aaron was huge in my opinion and in, in getting him to finally after all after eight seasons to to be the vocal leader of the team you know um yeah i want to see this team grow the old-fashioned way i'm a draft guy so i 14 picks in the draft was like i was a kid in a candy store dude it wasn't just that is that they is the way they did it you know they didn't they didn't act like a kid in a candy store they were like they normally when tutu out was out there now i'm not hammering him by the way but when he was out there that's they didn't need him at the time no, but they went and got him, and that was a kid in the case. Ooh, look at my fancy new toy! In this case, no, like Steve Avila was the perfect pick. And I remember we—I remember us doing the draft show and how pumped you were when they made that pick. Dude, I couldn't believe it because it's against what they normally do. But when as soon as I saw that pick come off the board, I, I immediately thought of our offensive line coach and our new OC, and I was like, "That was them. That was not McVeigh. That was not Snead. That was them saying." Give me the pieces that we need to run what we want to run. And that's exactly what happened. Though That was not a Sean McVay or a Les Snead pick. That was our assistant staff picks, in my opinion, 100%. Just like Aaron Donald, he wouldn't even be a Ram right now if it wasn't for one of the assistant coaches threatening to quit if they didn't draft him. You know, sometimes you got to listen to the guys below you. They, they, they might be better at this than you. You know, they, they stay study more, the lower you get on, on that, the coaching rung and then getting into scouting, those guys, they see more of this stuff than the guys up top do. The guys up top don't really, fo- I mean, Sean McVay's admitted, I don't, I'm not into the draft. Well then stay out of it. 
You shouldn't even have a say. Just let someone else pick the groceries. You cook the dinner, bro. Like if you're not, if you're going to say that out loud, you know, and in fairness they, they, to him, they did too. a great job. In fairness Go to ahead. him, you know, he deserves credit too for, for backing off and allowing other voices to be in the room. Yes. He does deserve credit for that. It might sound like we're kind of being critical of Les Snead and Sean McVay. No, you, we're not at all. We're happy that they are allowing other people to get their say in. There's nothing wrong with that. That should, that should be what happens. And it was good timing. Now the question becomes, where do you go from here? Yeah. I mean, I'm in upper management in my industry. And when I'm in a, in a conference room with 40 people that are working under me and listening, the one thing that I do that separates me from other managers is I listen. And the person in that, in that room that's at the bottom of the totem pole, if they have the best idea, I go with that idea because it's not about me. It's about the team and what's best for us to move forward. And if you can't be a great leader and listen, you'll never be, you'll never be great. There's, you won't always have the best idea ever. So you have to listen. And I think that that's what they're doing. And and it's, it's pretty awesome, dude. Well, I mean, and, in the meantime, let's look forward to this game here. The, the matchup here is same old stuff. The Niners with their pass rush against the Rams offensive line, which, by the way, give zero sacks to the Seahawks. Zero sacks. Um, issue of concern that I have, you talked about the running game. They ran the ball 40 times for only 90 yards. Talk a little bit about that, and especially how you hear me pause there. 40 times, 90 yards. On paper, that's not good. I'm praising the fact that they stay committed, by the way. Normally, in past years, when things don't go well in the first quarter, McVegas television starts throwing all over the place. That's not what happened. Their play call was, I think, 40 rushes and 38 passes, something like that. It was was pretty even. Yeah, yeah, it was 38 to 40. And uh, you can thank Cam Akers for that. That low output, he carried it 22 times for 29 yards. (laughs) Kyron Williams carried it 15 times for 52 yards, 3.5 average a carry, which is exactly what you want. Anything above 3.5 or at 3.5, it's simple math, right? Three downs, 3.5, that's 10.5 yards, okay? That's all you need, dude, to get a first down. Uh, Cam Akers did not help us at all. I would would bench him. For that performance, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you could just sit back and watch, dude. Well, because look, explain a little bit though, because how how do you know it's not the fall of the offensive line not opening holes for him, not creating some push up front? Clarify for the listeners. Oh, I saw plenty of holes. He just wasn't seeing them. Kyron Williams was seeing the holes, and he was. Oh man, it's so nice to have a change of pace back which is why I drafted him last year. I wanted a smaller running back to have on the roster because they are very difficult to find behind the offensive line. So when they get the ball, the defensive line and the linebackers really got to pay attention to where he's at because he can hide physically behind an offensive lineman and, and poke out behind him. And before you know it, it's too late. He's, he ran right by you. And that's exactly kind of what he was doing on Sunday. Or Cam Akers is a bigger back, and you can kind of see him coming. And Cam 
what he does and what he was doing that was bothering me on Sundays, he hesitates. Um, when you're a running back, you can't hesitate. You need to go. And he wasn't doing that. It was disappointing. And I'm glad that he's on the last year of his rookie deal. He will not be on our team next year. We drafted his replacement in Zach Evans from Ole Miss, who I'm a big fan of. And we'll probably draft another running back next year, too. So, yeah, it's it's looking up. We got some good running backs on our team. Um, Cam Akers is just, yeah. Have a nice day, brother. <laughs> You're saying even though you know ending last year, he looked really good. I don't care. Like if you're, if the way I see it is, if you're not great, I'm going to let you walk out on your rookie. I'm looking at his body of work. This is his last year of his rookie deal. This is his fourth year. His body of work, year one, he looked pretty good. Year two, he got hurt. You know, year three, he just overall, yeah. Not you don't give second contracts to they're not even giving second contracts to superstar running backs right now. Why would you give one to a mid? <laughs> you just don't. You just replace them. You know? Have a nice day. Now I'm looking at looking at the rest of the Rams offense versus this Niners defense, Puka Nakua and well, Tutu Atwell. They shine last weekend. How do they match up against this Niners secondary? It's not how well they match up against the secondary. It's how much time our offensive line can give Matt mm. to let the guys get out of their breaks and whatnot. These, uh, and you just watch out for 29 in the secondary and you'll be all right. He'll take your head off. Uh, these guys are running disciplined routes and Tutu's getting there. He, you know, I didn't hammer Tutu when we drafted him in, in 2021 because he wasn't a good football player, I hammered them taking him in the second round because in my opinion, they could have got him in between rounds five and six. And, and somebody asked me the other day, well, how do you know? I don't, but I was willing to take that risk because I don't think he was that good to be a second round pick. Okay. There was a run on wide receivers. Uh, fast, small wide receivers and, and McVay panicked, you know, Rondell Moore went to the Cardinals. Eskridge went to the Seahawks to our division rivals and he panicked and took the, the third guy instead of just saying, you know what? Maybe this year we don't really need to be drafting that. That was a luxury. And, and I'm pretty sure they wanted Rondell Moore, who was a much better wide receiver than Tutu Atwell. Um, as far as being drafted in the second round. Uh, You could have got a starting center. You could have got a starting linebacker, which is what I took, who's now ranked in the NFL top five inside linebacker Nick Bolton. Funny how both of those players ended up on the Chiefs, Nick Bolton and Reed Humphrey. And you wonder why the Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders every year. (laughs) You know, um, you don't draft developmental players ever. And you want to take a flyer on a guy in a sixth round or seventh round that you, from a tiny little school, go ahead, because nobody will care if he ends up not making the team. But every pick in the draft, I look at every every round. I don't care which round it is. Every guy I pencil in, 
I pencil him as a day one contributor. I think this guy can play in the NFL right now. I'll give you a perfect example this year. So in the fourth round, I took at 128, uh, Ivan Pace Jr., the inside linebacker for Cincinnati Bearcats. He did not get drafted. Okay. And everyone's like, damn, you took that guy and he didn't even get drafted. I'm like, yeah, the NFL is stupid. They, they, they're going to find out. And let me, let me explain something to you. He made the team as an undrafted free agent in Minnesota. He in the preseason was murdering everybody and made the team made the 53 as an undrafted free agent and is going to be starting by week five or six. And he should be starting right now, in my opinion. He's that good, and he's that much of a thumper. Um, I have a pretty good eye for this stuff. I don't overthink it. Football's not – you don't have to overthink this stuff, dude. And a lot of these scouts do, and I, I think that that's how this kind of stuff happens. You know, um, It's one of my favorite things to do. I, I even told my wife the other day, I think it's time to put my money where my mouth is. And I know the NFL is a nepotistic league. But I'm going to start applying, and I don't care if I get a job for another team. If the Rams don't want to give me an opportunity, I'll go build up another team. Don't care. Um, I love doing this, dude. And just because I've never done it professionally doesn't mean you're not good at it. There's, I t- say this about people all the time. Just because you've been at a job for 40 years doesn't mean you're good at it. <laughs> you know, There's people that have jobs for 40 years that are just mid, and they're just coasting. You know, tenure doesn't mean you're good. That's just not how life works, in my opinion. So I'm going to start applying, dude, just for the heck of it. Yeah, make a, make a portfolio showing you the stuff you hit on. Like, show your, oh like, all your sh- records, you know. I got a lot. Yeah, a lot. I got a lot. I think this year is the only season since 2018 that I could look at the Rams draft. And we'll look at it three years from now versus what I took. And I think that this date, there's a possibility that they could get one on me. But since 18 to 22, they have not. And 22 still needs to develop a little bit versus mine. But, I mean, I already smoked them on the Logan Bruss versus Zach Tom. They took Logan Bruss. He's a pile. And I took Zach Tom, who's now the starting right tackle for the Green Bay Packers because Green Bay knows how to draft offensive linemen. So, yeah, I already beat him on that one. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were looking at. That guy that jumped in the pool, I'm pretty sure he got fired, and rightfully so. Hey, Rams, if you're listening, I'll take that dude's job. Hook me up. Dream job right there, man. I'll make you famous. Dream job. <laughs> so, flip it around. On paper, we mentioned last week, Pro Football Focus. Well, hold on, man. We got a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, Pro Football Focus Tommy had the Rams secondary like last in the league. That's not how they played this last weekend. They they it was a solid game around. They had seen they had Seattle looking like a hot mess. Now you're playing, in my view, the skill position players, talking wide receivers, uh, especially tight end. The Niners have better. I mean, Seahawks have better skill position players outside of McCaffrey. Yet here we go. IU playing well. You have McCaffrey there. You know, you would think it'd be a better matchup, but the Niners always do things in a way that just grind the Rams down. Do you see any other way around that typical, I mean, usual recipe for beating the Rams defense? So this is our silver lining and saving grace um, on defense against their offense. So. The offense that we're running right now is almost um, identical to the 49ers. The run game is the same. It's the gap trap um, man blocking um, with some misdirection, some pulling. It's very, very, uh, it's Mike LaFleur comes directly from the Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan tree. The, The offense that he is implementing is what they do with a little bit of sprinkle of McVay in there. So our defense has been playing against this offense and practicing all off season and through training camp. So I'm very, very excited to see how our defense reacts to this style of play. And we have so many different players that only know how to do what we're doing now. Right. You know, you got Ernest Jones and Aaron Donald and everybody else. Who's like, this is how we do things now. Same with the offense. So. You have so many different players in a different scheme, and the schemes are geared to beat the Niners just like they built a team to beat our previous teams. Maybe we can flip the script on them at some point, and we'll see how that starts off this weekend. So this is a this is an, an exciting team to watch, the Rams, because you really don't know what you're getting. We, I mean, er, people that say they weren't shocked, like, oh, I knew they were going to destroy the Seahawks. A lot of the other content creators were, I had complete faith in this team. We're going to win 10 games. I think they're blowing, blowing smoke and, and pumping the fan base up and trying to get more followers because everybody loves more positive than negative um, team coverage. I'm never going to lie to you guys. Never, because I think I'm doing you a disservice. I'm not trying to be your friends and want everybody to love me. I, I want you guys, I want to respect the fans. And the only way I can respect the fans is be honest with them. 
and give my honest professional assessment. And if I'm wrong and the team wins, it's a win-win for everybody. I don't care about being wrong if the team wins, but I don't want to sit here and pump you up. And then we get blown out and you were like, they, they, well, what were these guys thinking? What were, you know? No, 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 no. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Just like every football game I ever played, I went into it going, man, there's a good chance we're going to get our butts whipped today, but I'm going to go out here and make sure everybody on that team remembers my name. Because as a player, you can only do your job at the end of the day. All your teammates around you got to do their job too. I'm not holding your hands. Let's go. You know what we're supposed to do? Let's do our job. But you have to be realistic. There's games going in, you know, I've been working with the kids at Southgate high and they've been, they've been getting blown out 63 to zero, like almost every game they're 0 and four. They are absolutely terrible, but a lot of these kids have never played football and they're not tough. They're those kids that watch football on TV and we're like, I want to do that too. And they go out there and realize that this is a war (laughs) and it's very terrifying out there. If you're not ready for it, you know, um, yeah, man. But going back to the fans, I don't want to disrespect you guys. It's not, it wouldn't be fair to me to do that. I'm always going to give you my honest opinion, whether I'm right or wrong. I think, I think the, the, the concern in some ways would be, are we too negative about where the team is or where they're at? And I'm just, I, I think it's easy to go that route. It's easy to say, well, Hey, you were saying they're only going to win four games, three or four games. Well, I mean, just look at the schedule. I mean, honestly, look at the schedule and look at, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's just not anything about the Rams. It's about you have the, the toughest schedule in the league, and it, it's nonstop all the way through. You you have very few games you can say, hey, you know what, this is gonna, this is the rosters here are pretty even. It, that's really it. If, if it was a different schedule, if it was, say, the Colts schedule, they're not a four-win team. They're a six, seven, eight, nine-win team. It's just it's the brutality of the schedule. It's not being negative about where the direction of the franchise, I'm actually very happy with the direction of the Rams franchise. I think they got their ring and now they're saying, okay, you know what? We have this mess here. We don't want this to happen again. We want to build this thing from the bottom up and, and go because in, in reality, in past years, what they do, they would go out there and go get their shiny toy and they would sacrifice death for it. This time they drafted for death guys are going to develop. And then, this offseason is when we're probably going to see them, hey, going out and investing money here, here, and here, but they'll already have their foundation ready for them. Yeah, and you have to – perspective is huge, right? So let's let's take two players and where they were drafted and how the fans have reacted to these two players since they've been drafted, right? Tutu Iwell is drafted in the second round, and the fan base has been either he's terrible and he's a bust or – you got to give him a chance. He needs time to develop. But, and then Ben Skoranek just gets killed. And he was a seventh round pick. And they're treating him as if he was a first round pick. And he's just an absolute hot mess. The seventh round pick has made the team, done everything they've asked him to do. He dropped a couple deep balls his rookie year. And people have been hammering him ever since. Dude lines up at fullback and and puts Nick Bosa on his butt. And we're hammering. He's a seventh-round pick. If Tutu Atwell was a seventh-round pick, everybody would be like, that was the biggest steal in the draft, right? Because now he's starting to show it after, you know, now going into year three. It's where 
you got, it's all perspective guys. You, you gotta, they're not, fans are just being reactive when they talk a lot of times on social media. You guys gotta think this stuff through before you start typing and then hit send. You know what I mean, guys? Let's, let's think this stuff through a little bit and stop being so emotional. Right. I mean, it's easy to be emotional. It's football. It is. I mean, when I was 20 years old, I was screaming at the TV. I'm 45 now, dude. I mean, trying to, I'm going to sit back. I've done enough homework over my lifetime to be able to sit back and go, this might not go well. And I'm going to enjoy it anyway, because I love my team win, lose or draw always till the day I'm in the dirt, but I'm never going to blow smoke to get a hug from anybody. I mean, this year, I, I, I said before, I'm here for it. I'm here for the, quote, tank, because I think they're doing the right thing. No matter how we want to label it, I think they did the right thing. So why would I hammer this team for going through the motions of what they need to do in the process of doing the right thing? So if they, they could blow it up... They pulled the band-aid off. It was yeah, the right they, thing to do. I agree. Pull the, like, yeah. Well, the band-aid, we've heard, we've, we've talked about that. If they get blown out this weekend, 41-10, are we going to sit here on the post-game show and hammer them for the, no, no it's a different no. situation. <laughs> last no, <dude>. year, <laughs> last year or a Super Bowl year when they weren't meeting expectations, when you have players doing things they weren't supposed to be doing, that's the time you hammer. In this case, what we're looking for is, did you grow? Like, what did you see right here? Because we're trying, because we're looking towards the future. We're not looking towards now. We're not under any illusion that this team's a Super Bowl contender. They are better than we thought they were. And great, yes, great. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But should we sit here and and, and rethink the idea? Well, that they're, they're not a playoff team. I don't think they're a playoff team. No, neither are. do I. And they're but, gonna have to prove me wrong. But you know? but I can say this. Based on what we saw last week, they're gonna give a lot of teams problems. Oh, and absolutely. I'm, Especially I'm if they stay that. healthy. Health is is paramount in this situation. Um, let's be honest. But being a young team, we have depth in certain positions that if a corner went down, uh, I wouldn't freak out. I mean, we got you know, we got Tomlinson, um, LT's nephew, like he's not even starting right now. And he looked solid in the preseason. So, and we have a lot of safety depth. I mean, John Johnson's not a starter. Uh, Quinn Lake is not a starter. Um, so we have some depth and these young guys are hungry too. What I saw from the team this week is a, a, a group of guys that love this game and like to fight. The fact that Puka was out there jawjacking with the secondary and talking trash to him in his first game in his rookie year what proved to me this is exactly the kind of guy we want to draft on our team. This is a football player. This is a tough guy. He likes to fight, and that's exactly who we need. And so many, you know what? There was a, I got to give credit, and I can't name anybody specifically, but when we were going through the draft process this year, there was a lot of fans on Twitter that would um, respond to me and I would ask questions like, who are some guys in the draft that you would love to see on our team that would work well with what we do and that would fit in with, with you know, what we like to do? And 
so many Ram fans said Puka Nakua from BYU. And I watched a lot of tape on him, and I was like, outside of the injuries, this guy is tough. And he will fight for every yard, and he will fight for every ball. Um, he will block. He he does, you know, everything that they asked Robert Woods to do when he was on our team, and some. Uh, and we actually drafted him, and it was it was cool because a lot of those guys that wanted him on our team so bad got their wish, and got to see him go over a hundred yards and ten catches in his debut. So kudos to everyone on Rams Twitter who did their homework. And it looks like you guys um, did a great job. Proud of you. Are you concerned about his drops at all? No. I'm not concerned. Because you could fix that. Like, I always trip out when when NFL receivers drop the ball. Um, a lot of these guys, their hands are like the size of ping pong paddles. So it's like, dude, I laugh at them. Like I have children's hands. My, I got my father's hands. They are so tiny. When I shake another grown man's hands, they're like, seriously, bro. Like, that's what the good Lord gave you. I'm like, yeah, my, my hands haven't grown since I was 12, dude. It's not my fault. My dad has tiny hands too. Um, but I, I never dropped a football in a game. Like I, I, my first year moving to safety, I had 11 interceptions. Like I pride myself cause I, I wore the sticky gloves and everything. I got small hands. So these guys are wearing these gloves, you know, and they have huge hands. So when they drop the ball, I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, you're pathetic, dude. <laughs> like you, you got the monster hands and you drop the ball. So no, 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 I don't want, I don't want to catch the ball, dude. Catch the ball. It's not hard. Catch, catch a ball. It's not hard to catch a ball. It's hard to do everything else out there when you're route running, when you're uh, processing all the stuff that Cooper cup that makes Cooper cup. Great. has nothing to do with catching the football. That should be the easiest thing you do out there. In my opinion. All right. So let's, let's great finish up. Let me ask you just one more question. There's one player you think will stand out against the Snyder team next week. One player. One player. One guy you think will be like, all right, he impressed this week. Then give the Niners all kinds of props. Kyron Williams. We better hold you to that one, man. I mean, we're going to have to run the ball. The same Niners run defense that's... (laughs) Yes, you have to run the ball. Against that front seven. That excellent front seven. The one the Steelers couldn't run against. Yeah. Najee Harris is huge. Those guys are easy to get. If I'm going to, we're going to have to run the ball. If we're going to run the ball, we're going to have to run it with a shifty little joystick, not a big dude. Because the big dudes take a while to get going, and, and you can't take a while to get going against that front seven. You need to push the pile. You create a couple holes and let him work. He's small. They aren't going to be able to see him. It, you know, I don't know. As far as receiving, um, who in their secondary can keep up with 2-2 speed? It seems like the game has slowed down for him now. Um, that dig, that deep dig that uh, Stafford hit to 2-2, when he threw the ball and he wasn't even he wasn't even breaking into the dig yet, reminded me of those uh, 
the greatest show on turf style of offense when Isaac Bruce would run that deep dig and Kurt would throw the ball before he was even cutting and the ball would just be there when he got there. That reminded me exactly of that. So for two to to run that route exactly the way it was designed shows that he start the game's starting to slow down for him and he's not worried about getting hit. He's he's running He's getting in spots where he can get the ball and get down and not get smacked. Um, so, yeah, Kyron and, and I'm going with the smaller guys this game. I'm going to go with Kyron and Tutu. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Tommy's getting behind Tutu. Well, of course I am. He's still on our team, and he's starting to develop. I, like I said, I just would have took a blue chip guy in the second round and took him later as a flyer, you know. But it doesn't mean I hate the kid. I want to see him succeed. No. I don't want to see yeah. nobody Absolutely fail. Dude. Come on, succeed. man. And being that being the fact that he's the size of, you know, a church mouse, you know, we want, we want to see the guy make good. <laughs> you want to see the underdog make good. And he's an underdog. Yeah. And there's a bunch of guys now that have got drafted this year that are small dudes like uh, Zay flowers and whatnot that are smaller receivers. I want to see all the little guys succeed and to succeed. You have to, you have to use what the good Lord gave you and the shiftiness being lower to the ground and the speed. You should be able to shake the brakes off these DBs and safeties, dude, you know, and I want to see these guys do that, but I'm going to go with the small guys. I know that sounds wild against a mean, aggressive number one defense, but how do you, um, how do you stop a defense like that? Speed and lateral shiftiness. So I'm going to go with the little guys this week. All right. Well, Tommy, let people know they can find you. You could find me where you find me. Now you find me on Twitter. I don't, I'll never call it X. It's weird. Um, <laughs> it's X. It's so creative, bro. X uh, Ram Yeah. At Ram Tommy in LA, you know, y'all know where to find me, man. If you want to chop it up, I'm always there and I'm always willing to share knowledge and, and, uh, have some fun and crack jokes on the TL too. All right. Find me on Twitter, DC Paul. Find the talk, you know, Rams talk at Talk Rams. And we'll be back here in a couple of days with Bunny Heads. We're out of here. Have a great one. <laughs>